Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Today we are going to be chatting about a bill that the GOP just for student loans. I'm going to tell you if we think it's going to pass, which I'll tell you right off the bat. No, it's not. But it's still important to take a look at this uh, for two reasons. One, there are some similarities with uh, with Democrat plans and what they've talked about, like condensing the number of student loan repayment plans and all that type of stuff. So there's some insight there to see what might be happening in the future, but also. Uh, we just like to, to have everybody be informed, right? So we're going into a presidential election year next year, and this will give you some good insight into where basically the two major parties stand, right? The GOP and Democrats. So we're going to talk about this bill for those two reasons. Um, as always, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe so that way you're notified when new episodes come out and, and share our podcast with your friends. It helps us grow. It helps you and your friends become informed. It is much appreciated. Let's jump right into it. Before I talk about the bills, I'm going to go through some background on some student loans because it's going to help you understand some of these things that are being put into these bills. Um, now, I, I've gone and done old podcasts where I deep dive into you know the student loan problem, how we got here and all that stuff. So I'm not going to go like deep, deep dive, but I'm going to give you some, some high level stuff, okay? First of all, from a high, high level, what, did the G, what does the GOP want? It's, it's a little bit more cloudy than what Democrats want. The GOP, if I had to boil it down, wants accountability, I guess, uh, and private funding for universities, accountability from the universities, accountability and responsibility of the borrower. Um, I guess you could say that's what they want. I'm, I'm summing it up. That's my opinion. Um, and that's the way student loans used to be, you know, 20, 25 years ago, that's what, what it was. Um, Democrats are, are, what they want is way more obvious. They want free education. Why do I know that that's way, that like the, the big obvious thing is well, because they say it. Um, and so that's what their goals are, okay? And they knew that they were never gonna just get free education right off the bat. So I wanna go through some history on, on what's happened real quickly and summarizing this. And I mean, there's a lot more moving parts than what I'm gonna summarize, but this is primarily the things that you need to know for the purposes of this podcast. The way Democrats went about free education is that they took advantage of the income driven repayment plans and they keep dropping like how much you need to pay as a percentage of your income. And the idea was to have undergrads be for free, quote unquote free. And it's like, well, who's paying for it? It's like, well, the, the wealthy are paying for it. Because um, you got to remember that their end goal is socialism, communism, whatever you want to call it. That's the end goal. So the way that they vocalize they're trying to do that is to, to basically tax higher income people. The way they do that without increasing the actual tax rate is make it so that way grad students 
have to pay more back because if you're a grad student listening to this, you're a high income earner in this country. You're in the top echelon for most of you, especially listening to this podcast because most of you are in healthcare. So if you have a doctorate or a master's degree, you're in the top echelon. So that's who they're saying should be paying for this. And that's exactly what has happened in the last, whatever, 15 years. Basically, they uncapped the amounts you could take for graduate students, okay, in terms of graduate studies, like with the PLUS loans, you can take out whatever the school tells you you need. So there's no cap. So more and more graduate borrowers are actually getting debt. Um, In fact, graduate debt is almost 50% of all the outstanding student loans in this country. Basically, what that tells you is graduate students are supporting undergraduates. Because of this, universities have had this quote-unquote gold rush where they're charging a ton of money for graduate programs. Um, And either undergrad programs are charging a lot for Okay, But that's where Democrats stand. And if you look at President Biden's new quote-unquote repay program, and I've done a podcast on this in, in the past, basically the changes to the new repay program would make undergrad basically free for most undergraduates, for most undergraduates. Okay, because of the way the calculations are done, people's payments would be zero dollars a month. Okay, so that is just a high level background with the GOP wants, in my opinion, Democrats, what they've stated they want, um, i.e. free education through what I call backdoor socialism, where the graduate students basically pay for the undergrads. Okay, now what's been the results of all this? Basically, it's not what, what most people think. Okay. There's defaults, but most of the defaults are not grad school students. That's who has most of the loans outstanding, but most of them have jobs. In fact, the primary place that defaults take place from is those that started their undergrad, took out loans, but did not finish. In fact, those that have less than $10,000 in loans have a much higher default rate than people that have a hundred, hundred fifty, and two hundred thousand dollars in loans. So a lot of people don't think about that when they think about the quote unquote student loan problem. Okay. Now, what are some of the other results? It has led to a massive explosion in professions, um, and this has had multiple impacts depending on the field. And I'm going to give you some examples. Let's just say you're an ABC industry. I'm not going to name any particular industry because I'm not going to try to pinpoint different things for people. But what I'm saying is, let's just say in general, you had ABC industry and society says that we need 10,000 of those people. And those people, because of supply and demand, are going to make $50,000 a year. Because, especially with the graduate degrees, because there's an uncapped dollar amount and there's no checks and balances there, you now have, instead of 10,000 people for those jobs, you have like 100,000 people for those same jobs. So a couple of different things are happening. Basically, in that scenario, 90,000 people can't get a job in the position they're in. That's why when I travel to cities like New York, San Francisco, uh, LA, like I'll see bartenders, I'll see baristas, they'll have degrees and they're still baristas, waiters, because they can't find a job in their profession. Now, the one place that I, I get really mad about is when I see people, they label these professions as worthless. That's not necessarily true, okay? They're not worthless. It's just that society doesn't need that many people 
with those degrees. I mean, let's just say society in, in, for that industry needed 10,000 people. And there was only 5,000 people that, that had that type of expertise and that degree. They'd be making a lot more than $50,000 because of supply and demand, right? So now you just got way too many people getting way too many degrees to a, a point that those degrees are quote unquote not worth it but they graduate with a ton of student loan debt, right? So that's one, one thing that's, that has had impacted professions. Now, the other part is oversaturation. Um, because of those so many people are in the profession, incomes go down, or it's especially hard for new grads to get a job. And we've seen this already play out in a number of industries. And I will point out some of these because I'm really familiar with them. But like one of them is pharmacists. I mean, for a new grad pharmacist, it is very hard to find a job and they are getting tremendous pressure on their wages because years ago, about 10, 15 years ago, all these schools started opening up pharmacy degrees because of quote unquote demand and they oversupplied that demand. Um, and now we're starting to slowly see it in other healthcare industries as well, okay? So those are some of the, the, the results. I'm gonna go through uh, two more results that have happened that are relevant before I go into this GOP bill. First of all, and also, there was a Democrat bill, too, that I'm going to touch on. But another one is that people say, and I hear this from new grads all the time, if they only knew beforehand, meaning how much debt they were going to be in, all that type of stuff, they would have changed their choice. And we're starting to see that now as people have done more and more research. We're actually starting to hear from programs like OT programs and PT programs and PA programs that are having a hard time actually filling their classes because they're not getting anywhere near the applications that they used to because people are starting to do their homework. So that's a result. The fifth one, the last result that I'll touch on before going into the bills, is there's just a flat out mismatch in what's like, why do you go to school? Like, so I, I talked to a number of universities, okay? And we talk about like our curriculum, trying to get in there, help their financial aid. And I can't tell you how many higher ups at universities come to me and academics come to me and say, our job is not to graduate these kids to get a better income or anything like that from a financial standpoint or get less debt or anything like that. Our job is to get them to be a, a very well-rounded thinker, right? Especially liberal arts schools that I talk to. It's a like this frame of mind that's like you're going here to be enlightened. That's why you're going to college. Now, yeah, about a year ago, I saw this survey. I forgot which company put it out. Uh, but it was a major publication, uh, like CNN or something like that. They did a survey of expectations of what students and why they go to school. The number one answer was to make more money. So one of the results has been a mismatch between universities and why they say students should be going to school versus why students actually go to school, like to make more money. So that's those are the results. Okay, And I wanted to touch on that because you have to understand that in order to understand the position on some of these bills. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of this that I wanted to touch on today so that way you can see the insight of what's potentially happening in Washington, what's gonna potentially come down the pike, but also we got an election year coming in. So having this information is good as you start hearing all this propaganda coming in from all sides about this sucks, this is great, blah, 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 okay? This is the GOP bill that I'll talk about Democrat stuff, okay? First of all, the, the GOP 
P bill, like I said, it, it doesn't have any chance of passing, but it was five separate bills, okay? The first two bills are all about information. Specifically, it deals with how colleges give information to students before they attend. Remember I told you one of the big things that I hear people all the time say is if they only knew beforehand, this would give them information. And then these bills also focus on would-be outcomes. Okay, so let's dive deeper into this, what it would, would actually entail. It would require every university to give you entrance materials and entrance counseling. Okay, the materials that would be included is an estimate of how long it would take you to pay off your loan, an estimate of the monthly payment, and what you would most likely be making in terms of income once you graduate based on your program that you're getting your degree in and what state you live in, okay? This information would not only be given to you like before you went to school, but every single year that you are attending that university, okay? So all these things about uninformed, like I was, I didn't know this type of stuff, they're trying to aim at solving that. Okay, so that's number one. The other one is a lot of confusion about what's going on with repayment plans. Those of you that don't know, there's nine different repayment options. This bill would re reduce that down to two. There would be a standard 10-year plan and then repay, revised pay as you earn it. And that would be it, okay? Revised pay as you earn would stay exactly the same, but it would have one caveat, okay? Remember I told you that the pri primary defaults in this country are actually with people that owe less than $10,000 in student loans because they dropped out of school, okay? This one caveat to repay would be earlier loan forgiveness. So instead of having to wait 20 or 25 years, if you had a low balance and low income, you can get your loans forgiven as fast as 10 years. So most of the defaults that are happening right now would be taken care of after 10 years that people wouldn't have to pay. Plus they're on an income driven repayment plan. So their payments would be very low or zero for a lot of these people that can't afford the monthly payment. So all these problems about people not being able to afford loans and degrees and all that type of stuff would be essentially wiped out if that goes into place. Now, there's more in this bill. This is a, a big, 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 big one as well, okay? If you're going to undergrad and the expected income when you graduate is not more than the expected income of a high school graduate, you can no longer get a federal loan to go to that university. So remember I told you earlier, about you know like different industries that need like 10,000 people but the schools are graduating 100,000 people and so salaries are getting depressed that would not be the case anymore because let's just say the average undergrad which right now the average undergrad makes about $48,000 a year if you went and you got got your college degree let's just say i'm going to say like psychology or gender studies or something of that nature those programs tend to now be extremely saturated with people coming out from them, okay? What would end up happening is that those degrees 
if your expected income from those degrees in those fields or let's just say $35,000, but the average undergrad or the average high schooler makes 48,000 or 38,000 or whatever you want to be, you cannot get a loan for those programs anymore. That's massive. That is a massive change. And actually, I'm sorry, I said 48 grand for, for high school's expected income. That's actually the typical, the average bachelor's degree. High school income, I want to say is like 35 to 38,000. So if your expected degree is expected to pay you less than that, you couldn't get a loan from undergrad anymore. Same thing with graduate programs. But for graduate programs, if it doesn't pay more than a bachelor's degree, you couldn't get a loan. Again, I, I see this oftentimes with like master's degrees in like psychology. Um, I don't know why. Like I would expect that, you know, psychologists would get paid a lot more. Um, but like I said, there's a saturation effect, right? So because of that, they tend to make less than a typical bachelor's degree. So you couldn't get any loans whatsoever anymore. So this would solve like that mismatch in expectations of schools, um, too many people with, with degrees and society says we don't, we don't need that much of that specific degree. You know, essentially what, what I can see this doing, the, the theory behind it is funneling like younger people into degrees that society says, yes, we need more of this. Okay, whatever those may be. Um, now, the other thing on graduate loans as well is that there would be no more graduate plus loans. This means that there would only be Stafford loans. In, in essence, there would be a cap on grad school. So with that being said, um, that would deal and solve with the problem of graduate degrees and tuition for graduate degrees skyrocketing. In fact, you would expect to see some depreciation in the cost of education for grad schools, if that would be the case, which to me, in my opinion, dropping the cost of grad school would be fantastic because the more specialized and the higher education one goes, the more money they're expected to have and the more contribution, quote unquote, contribution from an educational standpoint they provide to society. So I, like, I don't know, I, again, this is not based on my opinion, I'm just giving you guys the information that, that is in this, okay? Now, like I said, I don't think this is going to pass. One, because I don't think Democrats are going to get on board. Two, I don't even if they did, I don't see President Biden passing this. Um, just because, like I said in the very beginning, this is why it's so, it's so necessary to understand the background of this. Democrats don't want any of this. They want free undergrad. This would not make undergrad free. They want graduate students to pay for that. This would not make graduate students pay for it. It does the opposite of both of those. And I saw one publication, it said that the Democrats put out a bill um, that would basically make all undergrad at public universities free uh, to counter this bill. Uh, like I said, it's, it's getting a new election year, so you expect a lot of these bills to be flying all over the place. Um, I tried to find where that publication got that information from, and I, I couldn't find it. Um, so if I do find it, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But that's why I don't think it's going to, to pass this GOP bill. But like I said, there are some, some stuff in here, some items that the two sides agree on. One, and this is a big one for all of you to pay attention to, is that there's only two repayment programs, a standard 10-year plan and the 25-year plan. And if you saw earlier this week, we had mentioned about new repay. Like if you want to stay on pay as you earn, 
potentially in COVID forbearance early because it might be going away. We think that they're going to extend that because of all the uncertainty going around around student loans, but we never know if it's going to get past, like extended past July 1st, which at this point, again, I think it's going to, but we always like that you're on the side of being conservative, like, hey, like they said this months ago, like that's the best information we have, so be conservative on that. However, that, that's a different topic. What this says, though, is keep an eye on this because a lot of you that are going on like pays you earn and whatnot. It's like, well, what does this mean? If something like this passes, hey, am I gonna be forced to, to exit pays you earn and go on repay? Are they gonna grandfather people in? All these different things. These are gonna be question marks that, that you need to know about. And don't worry, yes, we will keep you posted. We'll be emailing you. We'll be posting it on podcasts, all the social media when you guys need to know these things. But it's just interesting because it's like, okay, they agree on that. So I can see that happening in the near future how near who knows okay i think they're worlds apart on like capping stuff uh capping loans for graduate school i think they're they're worlds apart in no loans like if your income doesn't cover what a high school degree would cover i, th I think they're worlds away on that um another one that's interesting is that i think they're close to is targeted forgiveness in 10 years for people that have a low balance and low income. I think that could get passed. Um, so there, there's some things in there that I, I can see passing. Um, but for you guys right now, bottom line is keep your head up. Things might be changing. If you guys need help with any of this stuff, you know how to get a hold of us. Fitbucks.com or having a special right now instead of $45 a month, it's $18.99 a month. So sign up if you need help. Student loan repayment is starting September 1st. The first payments will be due in October. Again, that's the podcast for today. Just trying to keep you guys informed on what's coming out there, especially because of, of the election year coming down the pike. We'll do more if we see a Democrat bill come across. We'll do a podcast detail on that as well. We'll talk to you guys soon.